Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit that follow button. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. And if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited to have my good friend, Alan Greenberg, on from JA Sports Cards on the pod today. Alan, how are you doing today? Great. How are you doing, Ken? Ah, doing well. Doing well. So you and I met uh, a few months ago. I think it was back in March at, at a local card show here. We were both set up, and uh, I was surprised to hear that there was a card shop so close to my house. Uh, and and And... Uh, we spoke a little bit that day, and uh, I think now, like, we didn't know each other before that, and I think now I probably, we see each other five times a week, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Me coming into the store, having to see everything new, everything, and, and it's so nice to have a have, have a store so close to me. I mean, literally within 10 minutes to be able to go and and, and check out everything new and, and uh, just talk with the people, knowledgeable people in the store. Um, so just getting started today, Alan, tell me a little bit, uh, about your background, um, kind of your hobby journey and where you were and how you ended up owning a, a card shop. Well, I mean, my hobby started back when I was a little kid. I mean, all collecting baseball cards and football cards and, um, with my dad and, uh, bringing me to shops and, uh, just, you know, having, you know, having somewhere to go with my dad and, 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 you know, and I, I thought about that when I was uh, was collecting through the years. Like, I would really want that to be something I could do with my kids. Um, and as they started collecting, we started collecting together. Uh, we did baseball, football. My kids collected Pokemon. But uh, we would open boxes together. And, and uh, during the pandemic, it became, you know, a lifeline because we were just bored as heck to just not being able to do anything and i was working from home i'm in mortgage and mortgages i do mortgages for a living for for a paying job and uh they 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 you know the mortgages were still pretty busy but uh they had everybody living working from home and so my boys were home and we decided um we were going to buy a couple different boxes and have opening, you know, openings and stuff like that every day. Every day we'd open something different, whether it was a pack or a box or something. And, um, you know, it became something where we were just became really, really interested in maybe actually opening a shop, um, which was a dream from when I was a little kid. I always wanted to have my own shop. And um, so we, we were seeking out a couple different spots and found a spot and, now we're here, you know, we're here in Hamden and have our own store. And I work with my two boys that uh, work with me whenever 
they can when they're not in school. And uh, it's just a dream, dream, not necessarily job. It's a dream uh, venture. Um, now I know that it's not going to be something I'm going to be able to do, you know, full time. And this is my only job probably for a long time, maybe someday, who knows, but for now it's a, it's a, it's a amazing situation to be able to work with your two boys at yeah, a store. Like a, like a family business for you. Yeah, right? yeah, pretty much. And both of my boys are integral parts of the success of the store. Um, Josh, my youngest son is um, very knowledgeable in Pokemon and football. He does all the uh, evaluations of cards that need to be sent out for grading. Um, he's got a really good eye for looking at a card and be able to say, Hey, you know, this, should go out for a grade to PSA for maybe a nine or a 10 and very helpful with people that want to try to maybe send in their cards and want some guidance with that. Um, plus he's 17, but he's, you know, you talk to him and he sounds like he's 25. He's yeah. just a really knowledgeable kid and good kid. And, and my older son set up our Instagram page and does all our marketing. And um, so, yeah, it's really great to be able to work with your two sons at an age where they, don't necessarily want to hang out with their dad all the time, but they, they do because of the same passion we have for, for collecting cards. So, yeah. Yeah. And I talked about Josh uh, a couple of episodes ago uh, from the um, autograph fest uh, that we were set up next to each other. And it, he was, it was just great to have someone there that was so knowledgeable that when somebody was coming to the, the table, showing me a card and I would be looking it up to see what the variations was, with Josh there, I could just look over at him and hold it up and he could tell me immediately what variation it was, if it was good, if it wasn't good. Um, and the other thing I want to say about him too, and I've been in the store um, when people have come in and I've come in with my own cards and other people come in with cards and you do subbing to PSA for grading and uh, he'll look at those cards and he'll, he's honest, right? And that's, that's like the best part of it. He will look at this card and say, hey, this card, you, you all, I can almost guarantee you're going to get a 10 and another card. You could say, I don't even think you're going to get an eight on it, but if you want to, if you want to get it graded, go ahead. But this is what, I, this is my opinion from what I see on the card. And from what I understand on some of your subs, you've already gotten back that he's been almost spot on with the, yeah. the grades. Yeah. I mean, he can't guarantee a 10, but he'll say it's in at least a nine or a 10 and that's what makes it worth it for you to send it or not send it in. And yeah, he's uh He's got a much better eye than I do. So <laughs> younger eyes. Yes, absolutely. No glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so let's just talk about the main focus of the store. Uh, I mean, obviously it's cards and you have some Pokemon in there. Um, and I know you're doing some breaks as well. What what what, what I mean, you, you've had the store open a few months now. Really, what do you think is you know, your biggest seller when people are coming in, what are they looking for? Where, where's I mean, the money being spent? Football cards and Pokemon are the two big, big sellers. Um, but I think it's a, it's more of an experience. Um, see so many dads and sons and dads and daughters and kids coming in through the store and being able to, you know, kind of hang out, maybe talk sports a little bit, look at some cards, buy a card, buy a pack, open it in the store. Um, it's the experience. I think, um, more or less. And it's just a, a hobby that, you know, is what goes way beyond just going into a store and buying something. It's, you know, sharing that hobby with other people that have that same passion. And, um, 
seeing other dads come in with their sons, it just brings back those memories for me. And so I really try to gear things towards uh, the younger generation, have a lot of Pokemon stuff here, a lot, a lot of different Pokemon things. We're doing a trade night on Friday night, which will we'll bring out a lot of kids, you know, looking to trade Pokemon, maybe even some adults trading some football cards, baseball cards, but um, just to have something during the pandemic, you know, everybody was going away from going into a store. It was like, you know, oh, we got to get a mask and blah, blah, blah. I mean, not saying we don't wear masks, but we will if there's, a, if there's that issue. But what we do is is try to have that old-fashioned, hey, let's go into a store and and buy stuff or hang out or or actually sit down at a table and, and talk about sports or cards or maybe trade some cards. And it's something that's an experience that's a – uh, a family thing for me and it's a family thing for others i think too and those are the biggest compliments we've had with the stores they you know people come in there and, and they love the atmosphere they love kind of hanging out and, and chatting with us and sometimes people come in they don't even buy anything mm-hmm. but they're there for half an hour and they're just chatting about cards and about different things and um i'm sure you've come in many times and you just kind of hang out you you're describing me to a T. I'm the guy that comes in. I buy a couple of things, but I usually hang out 30, 30. And sometimes you don't buy and that's fine. And that's the whole point is to have that little outlet for people. And eventually you do buy. And, and so I don't think that that's the, the focus is really on, on family and on and, sh- and sharing the passion with other people that, that love this hobby. So I, I, I think I may have missed out a little bit um, years ago when my son was younger because he he was into Pokemon, but I would go buy the cards. I mean, I would stop by the store on the way home from work. I would buy some packs of cards and I'd come home and I'd be, you know, the great guy. I'd drop the, here you go. Here's your packs of cards. And and thinking back on it now, I think I missed out. I, I, if, if, I, if I would have been more involved in the hobby, I would have known to pick him up and put him in the car and bring him over and, 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 and do it together. So I think in a way I kind of missed out on that. Uh, It's, it's, it's a blast. And I mean, I didn't really realize it as much until the last couple of years with the pandemic and everything, because we'd stop by a store and and pick up some cards and we wouldn't really open them there. We would actually go home and open them. But um, just the kind of the fun thing about this is like, you know, when we when we're sitting behind the, the desk or the or whatever, the uh, the counters and we're, we're seeing people open cards and we don't open them ourselves very often. Um, but it kind of fills that gap of not being able to open our own products. because That's our profits and being able to watch somebody else open them. And so um, it's just as fun, you know, and we do breaks here, too. And when you do a break, the same thing where you're opening boxes for other people who are buying into the break. We're not keeping most of those. I mean, sometimes we'll buy a, a team or something, but those cards are going out to those people. And those those situations, we're as excited about other people getting good cards as we are about ourselves getting good cards. It's just the, the excitement of the whole thing of opening a, a pack or opening a box and getting a great card that's worth a lot of money for somebody. Um, I think we actually got one for you that was worth uh, a good amount of money, a Mac Jones auto or whatever, and yep. you had the Patriots. So it's, it's, just, uh, it's just fun to – you know, not necessarily open them ourselves, but watch other people enjoy it. And uh, and that's the fun part uh, with somebody opening a card in front of us and, and being worth a couple thousand dollars. We had a couple of people like that. And um, and that's just fun. Put it up on Instagram and say, hey, that's from our shop, you know, but it's not, you know, only thing we benefit from is selling in the box. But 
we enjoy it so much that it, it actually excites us to watch somebody else, you know, get a nice card or whatever. And, yeah. uh, and it's actually also disappointing when they don't get a nice card. We'll, we're bummed out for them. You know, they spent a couple hundred dollars on a box and then it didn't work out for them. And so, you know, I, it's, I, I do have to say, I mean, I've watched your breaks and, and if some boxes weren't that good, you guys have always added extra stuff on the back end. There yeah, was I mean, it's not always something else you know we're not making a lot of money on those things we're we're the, the bottom line is that you want people to be happy and you, you want to at least you can't we could open 20 boxes and still not get anything but well, at least we made an effort you know yeah. we'll, we'll throw in a couple extra boxes just so people can see that we're trying yeah. you know and um and it's all about that it's all about you know that public uh perceptive perception of us of you know we're, we're trying to help you guys you know get a nice card or or give you a nice well we give people free gifts when they walk in the store uh for their first time most of the time they're ever never been in the store before we'll give the kid a free pack uh a baseball cards so whatever if that's what they collect and um it's just you know that's what you got to do at the beginning you know points of a business we've only been in business for a little, a little over three months now so um there's things you have to do to stay in business yeah and sometimes it means losing a little bit of money in order to keep people happy and make some friends yeah and 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 just getting back to the to, to the breaks i mean if if you're in breaks you've opened up your own boxes of cards you've gone and bought cards and and unless you're extremely lucky there's there's a lot more dud boxes of cards than there are you know, with, with big hits inside of a card. So that, and that's what makes the big hit so great, right? That's yeah. what, oh, yeah, that's what really keeps you coming back. Everybody, everybody can talk about that one or two or three great hits that they've had. And really that's what keeps you coming back. So, so really on the backside with a break, you, you I, I've always felt you can't be upset if you get involved in a break and you don't get anything because I sure. bought regular boxes and not, not get gotten anything either so um yeah. you know i think josh my son does the breaks um and he he does a good job of keeping people you know uh interested um he knows every he knows all the players he knows all the different variations and um and it's fun you know we we kind of try to keep it light and um uh, but yeah breaks are you know you know that you're, you're going into it with possibly you're going to lose that money that you just put in there. Yeah. Uh, but you might get a, a great card and you might make up for it one time or another, but, um, but it's fun. I think people are, are joining them just for the fun of, of watching it and being involved with, and most of the people that are in our breaks are people from the community, people yeah. from Hamden and, and, and Cheshire in this area. Um, so we know everybody in the break. So when, when they're in there, we'll know like, Hey, it's, you know, Ken got that, you know, Mac Jones auto and, uh, we had one guy that had a Justin Herbert auto, and he actually drove down to the store that night to pick up the auto uh, card. He had never had a Justin Herbert auto, and he drove down after the break to the store and picked it up, and was so excited about it. And so, it's just it's just fun to to be amongst the community and and have people come into the store and, and chat for a while. We always have a game on at the store, and uh, whether it's football, baseball, soft soccer, you know, during the day. Just to you know, kind of keep people into the the sports mode. So nice, yeah. Always watching those that, those games when I come in. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, soccer is big now. So uh, we had a lot of people come in the store for soccer. Um, we always have a soccer game on during the day. If it's no baseball, it's always soccer. Uh, I'm not really into the soccer as much. I don't know a lot about it, but it's obviously a very popular sport, and uh, it's become popular in the sports cards industry too. So I, I, I think you kind of touched on it, but I'm going to ask the question any, anyways. Like the biggest differences that you see between 
you know, running the card shop and going, setting up at the shows. The, the, yeah. I mean, the shop is, is, is really kind of just, you know, you wake up and you walk, you come into the store and you're like, Oh, you know, who's going to stop in today? Who's going to chat today? It's a very relaxed atmosphere. The shows are um, a little bit tense because you always have somebody coming over to your table wanting to sell you something. You do that with the store as well. People come into our store and want to sell us some, something or sell us their collections, and that's fine. That's okay. But the people that are at the shows are like the guys with the big cases and the and the and the fifty thousand dollar cards that they want to get all their money or their cash for. They want to make a trade, and it's a little bit more pressure. There's a lot more people that are dropping by. Uh, it's a lot more action going on. The store is kind of a laid back atmosphere, family kind of atmosphere, um, you know, community. Um, the show is big business, you know, that's what it is, you know, and um, you go there kind of expecting that somebody's going to try to to rake you over the coals with some sort of trade and and you kind of try to work through it and see if you can make some a little bit of money selling some cards. And um, I enjoy the shows. I think it's it's if you like the action of a lot of people coming in all at once and the the show down in New Jersey was pretty busy and I'm assuming that nationals is going to be very busy. And uh, I, I like that kind of atmosphere as well, uh, but it's a whole different game. It's that's just, that's, that's, you know, big business. The, 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 the store is somebody comes in and, you know, buys a, a pack of cards or, or comes in with their kid and wants to look through some cards. It's fun. You know, they're both different kinds of fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally different atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, so what I did kind of announce that you were going to be on this week, um, I did have one person uh, ask, want, at, wanted me to ask you a question um, in a card store is negotiating a price in a card in a card store. Like like when you go to a card show, you can negotiate, you know, you can, you know, try to yeah. when you get into a card store, is it frowned upon? Is it I mean, do you? Do, do you price that you're going to negotiate or do you price like you're just going to sell your cards? Typically, um, it's different. You know, people see walk into a store and they see me and my son there and they kind of know that they're kind of maybe supporting a small business that, you know, is just kind of just getting by. We're not making a ton of money there. Um, people don't necessarily negotiate because I think they want to support us. And I think they understand that. But we will also, you know, if I see, I said the other day I had a kid come in. He gets a $20 allowance every week. And he's probably 11 years old. And he came in with his dad and he had $20. And he wanted to buy a baseball box. And my cheapest box was $25. I gave him the box for $20. I mean, I'm not going to not. I want The kid wanted a box. I didn't have a box. At twenty dollars, but I'm like, so the guy was very appreciative. He was like, "Oh wow, that's great. That's so awesome of you." Now that would never happen at a show. The yeah. show, they would automatically say, right, "I'll do it for 20 You know, they wouldn't even think about you know expecting it. Except they expect you to negotiate in the store. It's not an expected thing, but people do negotiate, and I'm fine with that. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody is buying a bunch of cards, or um, I think you even negotiated one card that we had. I think it was a Mac Jones that you bought from me. You had an easy, will you do this? And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Well, well, we started that at trade night. So we yeah, I know it's true. No, we had another one. Remember the first one you bought, I think? 
Maybe I think it was a different one. Either uh, way, if somebody comes in and says that they want to buy a $500 card and they offer me $450 for it, I'm going to take it. You know, I'm not going to tell a guy no. You know, um, single cards are different. The boxes, we don't make a lot of money on boxes. Mm -hmm. uh, we make very little on boxes. So there's not a lot of room there. But I'm not going to turn somebody away if they negotiate. Um, I'm always you know, there. And then the other stores may not work that way. But, you know, you just... You know, you got to be a little flexible. And so you got to work it out into the price a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. I, I always say one of the one of the things I look forward to the most at a show is you never know what's going to show up at your table. Like people show up with the cases and and sometimes they're these small little cases or these great big Zion <laughs> boxes. But and they always ask are you buying? And you always say yes. And you know, when that case starts to open, you have no idea if you're going to see a bunch of $1 cards or a bunch of hundred thousand dollar cards. So I have to imagine, you know, being, having a local store that, you know, probably on a weekly basis, you just see the same type of people coming in, seeing if you're interested to buy their car. Yeah, I mean, we see people want to, a couple kids want to buy, sell their, Two dollar cards just to buy a five dollar pack, or somebody wants to buy, sell their you know fifty thousand dollar card and, and get fifty thousand dollars for it, and unfortunately we're not able to give them what they're expecting. So yeah, we have all different levels of of, of sellers that come into the store, mm -hmm. and it's it's actually yeah, it's definitely uh, day by day you get somebody different and uh, you kind of deal with it as it comes by, and you know sometimes we we're not able to buy it or. We're not capable of buying a fifty thousand dollar card on the spot, so yeah. um, we have to, you know, work out something or maybe try to work out a, a deal, which you know, you and I were able to work out a deal with somebody that was and it worked out well. And I think that there's uh, there's people that are very flexible with their what they think that their cards are worth because of the current market, and then you know, what do they think that the cards are worth in a, in a good market? And if they're realistic, um, we're paying it. So um, and I think that what people have noticed with us is that we do actually pay. Um, more than most card stores do on a percentage basis of what they're actually worth. And I think it's because we, you know, we figure, you know, we don't need to make a killing on every deal and we'd rather make, you know, friends yeah. and people that are going to come back. Yeah. Um, if we turn indeed. people away, uh, you know, because of a couple dollars, then we'll never see them again. You know, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to be like, oh, that guy didn't really have any, you know, any any negotiation at all in there and so if i'm able to work out something and we're we're fair um people will come back yeah. you know with bigger bigger amounts of cards and so and these um, are your and, distributors right i mean they could be be your distributors if they're bringing cards in that you're buying yeah it gives you more product than that's your exactly game. it you know and it's like some people say well we'll only give you the big thing in the industry i believe is like 50 percent of what ebay sales are Average eBay sales is what was like the industry standard of what um, what a card store will actually give you for a card um, or a collection. They'll look up the eBay sales and they'll say, all right, well, half of that is half of 10 grand is five grand. We'll give you five grand for it. And, um, you know, I think that if you just keep it at that standard, um, you, these people are going to be like, well, they're going to try to find a better deal. And there's always going to be somebody that's going to give you 60 percent. Just because they want to beat out the fifty percent, I don't look at every deal like that. I look at every deal as you know individual, of who the player is. You know, is it going to get graded? Um, is it a gradable card um, to, to take it in on trade? Um, am I selling them a box that I would you know have some profit in? Um, if I'm taking it as cash, well, you know, what am I going to get for it if I have to sell it on eBay? 
Um, what are the fees after all the fees are involved? You know, if I do have to sell it on eBay, if it's a popular player, it's a popular local player, Mac Jones, whatever, I might pay a little bit more for it because I know I can sell it pretty quickly to somebody that walks in the store. So it's all different. I don't think that there should be a standard of, oh, it, this is what it should be and what you pay. It should be based upon the individual situation. And sometimes yeah. it's based upon the person selling you the card. This part, you know, you you selling me a card coming into the store, and somebody that's never been to the store coming in, so trying to sell me a card. It's two different things. I know you're coming back. I know that you, you we're fair together. Well, listen, I don't I don't want to make a ton off of you. I know that you're going to come back and, and work with me before uh, again. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, probably a, a a good deal. If somebody is just trying to work me for price or maybe try to compare it to somebody else, um, I might not be as generous. You know, I don't know. I like to make friends, but I also don't like some of the, you know, the salespeople that come into the store trying to sell their car being, you know, I want, I want comp value for, or I want to buy, I want to buy cards from your, from you below eBay value, but I want you to pay me above eBay value. So yeah. Yeah. there's always, there's always a, a game in regards to the, the sellers that come in the store. So. And we see that at the show too. I mean, you yeah. see that at the, 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 the the show all the time that people yeah come they, everybody wants to make a killing you know yeah. and that's the thing is it, sometimes an even trade if you want to make an even trade we'll make an even trade um but if you want to make a killing maybe i you got to go to another table yeah <laughs> so yeah and if comps are down on you know if, if you're trading and comps are down on this card comps are down on your card like you right. you, you you can't say yeah. that you know this is the comps on your card but i'm over comps on my card i mean if we're right. gonna go comps we got to go you know, even across. The yeah. Uh, so we, we, we did that on um, that trade night over at, uh, over New Jersey that, um, that night, the night before, mm -hmm. and we were sitting at the table there and um, was the one in the mall. Right. And so yep. it was in that little restaurant there and a couple of people came over and there was same thing. It was like, you know, they wanted top dollar for their cards because this is what eBay says, but they want to pay you, you know, half of what eBay says, and uh, for the want me to pay for that, it's just like it's so, um, you know, that's the way sales is. That's the way sales is always going to be. Um, but I don't like to be considered a salesperson. I think that I'm mm -hmm. fair, I'm honest. Um, that's what we try to be, yeah. and um, and I think that's why people like us. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think for the other people too. I, I mean, you see it a lot. Uh, you know, it's a business for these people, and yeah. and I and I don't take it personal because I know not only are they making the offer to me and telling me. You know, I want to pay you at 50 or 60 percent comps, but they're doing that at every person at every table down the line. And sure. if there's 120 tables or if there's 200 tables at the show, they're probably going to find a handful of people that are going to say, yes, I'll accept yeah. that. And and that's their business. That's their yeah. their business practice. So at, at first, when that when I started doing shows, I I kind of took it to heart a little bit thinking like, yeah. it, was he preying on me because I was new or this or that? But then I realized I really settled down with the shows and I realized I watched them go from table to table with the yeah. same yeah so it's so, it's fun yeah. I, had, I, I you always have somebody that's coming to your table and you know looking up the comps and saying this is what i'll pay you for these boxes and they're saying well this is what it says on ebay and this is what it sells on StockX. and this is what i'll give you for your boxes and i'm like well i i can't let them go at that price whatever reason and uh they walk away and i'm fine with that so yeah. Uh, but yeah it is definitely uh learning experience as i'm going through and understanding how sellers are and i know when somebody walks through the door what kind of seller they're going to be just yeah. by the way they're carrying their case you know 
<laughs> so they just whip it out. You know, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> or what's in that cake, right? Yeah. And yeah. if it's, you know, somebody comes out with a bunch of slabs and they're all, you know, Ben DiNucci, you know, we just, uh, we know where this is going. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let me ask you, with the downturn in the financial market, have you seen the effects on the store? Now, I know you've just opened the store not too long ago, but have you have you seen yeah. anything? I mean, I know the, the 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 gas prices just have recently gone up. The market's taken a hit over the last month or so. Have you seen that effect with cards? I think that there has definitely been um, a volume effect in a sense that we don't see as many people like when we first opened, but I think that could be a bunch of different reasons but um there's definitely uh less people buying the big boxes um buying the big hobby boxes people coming in they want to buy a blaster box or a mega box but they don't want to you know put out the 500 dollars for for a for a hobby box and i think that's where you're seeing a lot more people just kind of like taking a step back and not buying the big stuff but they're still buying yeah um and on the card values as far as individual cards they've gone down I mean, there's, there's no doubt um, the values of, of certain players, especially, but you know, it's, there's still people out there. Um, there's, and there's still people buying an eBay every day. Just what are you selling it for? Are you willing to come down on your price a little bit? Um, Cause people are definitely more money conscious right now. And uh, where they were, well, where it was last year at this time was crazy. So I think, yeah, it's definitely taken a turn uh, for the worst as far as overall volume, but the amount of people that walk through the door, I think there's just about the same amount of people that even from when we started, we're still getting a lot of people every day. They're just not buying at the volume. Yeah. And and I blame the boxes too. I blame that a lot on Panini, you know, because yeah. they, they actually put out most of the boxes. But I, I, I honestly yeah. blame it on them, those hobby boxes, because, I mean, they'll run anywhere from 500 to, I don't know, what, what's National Treasures? $8,000? Yeah. $7,500? But the, the problem is that I see, um, and it's their business practice, and people buy them, and I completely understand that. But if you're buying a box at $500, right, a hobby box at $500, and they could guarantee that you're going to have, say, 50%, like $250 worth of cards in there, I think they would sell, a ma you know, at the minimum, a massive amount of, of hobby yeah. boxes. The problem is you spend $500, you could end up with less than $50 worth of cards in a hobby box, Yeah, right? You could, you could end up some with, of these... a, with a lineman or, or a cornerback as your, as your auto, yeah. you know, or, that, or the, the Panini one box, for instance, that has one card in it and it's $500 and you could get your Trey Sermon out of one ninety nine. That's worth $30 for a $500 box. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I'm not saying that there's not great cards in Panini One because I've seen some crazy $20,000 cards come out of there. But then you can also get a $30 card. And it's to the extremes where, you know, you're basically, it's, it's a gamble. It's a yeah. complete gamble. It's definitely a form of gambling when you're buying one of those boxes, <laughs> any box really, but to the extreme. It, of, doesn't, it doesn't stop me. I'm just saying, yeah, <laughs> I know. but you know, you're not going to buy that national treasures box for eight grand. If you no. think you're going to get a bunch of, you know, of, you know, Dwayne Eskridge and, and a bunch of the, you know, lower priced offensive linemen, you know, and not going to get anything that's worth anywhere near what you're buying it for. So yeah. um, yeah, it's, and then Panini could probably do a lot better than that. So yeah. 
Um, but that, that's why I don't mind breaks sometimes, you know, like if yeah. I look, if I look and I say, well, I'll just get into a break and I'll buy like a new England Patriots or something like that and hope for a Mac Jones. And if I get it, I get it. And if I don't, I don't, but yeah. at least, you know, the yeah. break is three boxes or four boxes or a half a case or whatever versus me just going and spending twice as much yeah. on one hobby box and may not get anything out of it. I know people talk about breaks, like they're a waste of money and you're never going to get your money back, but it's the same for boxes. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you just have to think about it as like, listen, we're opening a box. I'm going to box with my son. You got to expect that maybe we're not going to get the money we're putting into it, but we do have a shot to get a really, really yeah. good card. And that's, and we're doing it together. You know, and then we're doing it together and it's fun. And, mm. you know, and then, you know, when we open boxes here, we, we put the money back into the shop. So all the cards go into our single bin. So uh, we're hoping that we'll do something good for the shop because I don't keep any of those cards for myself. Yeah. Not anymore, at least. Um, but yeah, and in, in, in my, unless it's my own, you know, PC. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of your own PC, yeah. what what is it that you PC? What's in your and you're like, I led you into that one, right? So, okay. Um, so I think, uh, you know, my guys are, are Jets and, and Mets. Those are my two teams. Um, I think that, you know, the Zach Wilson, uh, I get a lot of people getting on my case for the Zach Wilson thing, thinking that he's a, he's not any good and, um, he's overpriced and all that. And I personally think he's underpriced. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach Wilson is, Got a lot of upside. He's got some weapons this year. And I think he's probably fifth on the list of the quarterbacks as far as value is concerned when you go down to the five that were drafted. Um, he, he might even be below, you know, Davis Mills at this point. But I still think that he's got the biggest upside of all of them. Yeah. I think he's – because he's so low in, in, in price, plus he, I'm a Jets fan, so it's easy to collect him when, when you're a fan as well. But I also think there's value there. Um, I, I, there's a lot of guys that I collect that aren't Jets, you know, and aren't Mets, but, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Tatis. I'm a big fan of Soto. Um, but those, those are guys through the years that I've collected in baseball. Um, but, um, football guys, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle is my son's collector. He loves Jalen Waddle, but he, he, he's got everything Jalen Waddle, every kind of car Jalen Waddle. But, um, but I, I, I will collect my teams, the Jets and the Mets. But then there's also guys that I like to hold on to. I love Derrick Henry, my favorite player in the NFL. So I have a bunch of Derrick Henry low, you know, low number cards and and uh, downtown and all that. You know, it, those are certain guys that I like personally. So. Anything with basketball? Basketball, I'm 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 a Luka Doncic. Well, I love his his game. I love him as a player. It's just the prices of his cards, prices of all basketball cards seem to be so crazy high. Um, buying a box is just ridiculous, especially when it's a big year. And, you know, somebody's a rookie 2019 with Ja Morant. It's just the, the boxes are so expensive. But I love, you know, Ja, I love Doncis. I, I love the guys that are from these boxes, but it, it's just so expensive to get them. You know, so when you get one, you get an auto. Um, I just saw, saw on Panini's site today that the, tomorrow there's going to be Panini rewards points to buy Luka Doncic's uh, rookie auto cards from Origins. You know how many points? 50,000 points. That's four to $5,000 of points wow. just to get a Luka Doncic's auto. 
for the chance of getting it. So everybody's yeah. buying up points now on eBay. If you notice, the points I, are really I saw good. that. Yeah, I saw everybody. They're all now. buying them up. They're, they're, you know, that's what happens like that. And that's tomorrow. And people are going to, you know, try to, you know, Load up on on Luca Doncic, but who's got fifty thousand points? I mean, yeah. I mean, unless you've been collecting points for a long time, I don't. I mean, I have four thousand in the system, and I've been collecting them for a while. So, um, but yeah, so it, it's it's definitely basketball is expensive, but those are the guys in basketball that I like. Um, I don't really collect hockey. I'll have my baseball and I have my football. Those are my two sports that I really like. My son is more Pokemon, um, so. I, I actually started I as a kid we we bought hockey cards all the time but I think we bought we bought the cards for the gum like honestly yeah. I, I love the gum yeah. in those packs you know back in the early 70s yeah. right the gum so, is still in those packs I still yeah. have some in the store so <laughs> so I, I and and probably in the nine right in the 90s right yeah in the early 90s I started you know collecting hockey cards again but there just wasn't that much value in them I mean I still have all those mm -hmm. cards. And there just wasn't a lot of value in them, um, but yeah. but today I I pick and choose what what hockey cards I get. Obviously, I'm just going to hunt for for the top prospects, you know, and anything else. But you know, getting back to basketball, it, it it's interesting that when you look at all the um, the auction houses, these basketball cards are just going for unbelievable amounts of money. Mm -hmm. And you would think, I, I mean, I, I would think there's more money in football than basketball in the football, but those football cards never really reach that, that level of. Uh, yeah, it's true. I think in basketball, there's just so, so much, so fewer players in basketball. So mm -hmm. one of the reasons why they say the boxes are so expensive is, is there's a better chance you're going to get a good player in one of those boxes than you would get in a football box because there's so many more players on every team. Yeah. Every basketball team's got what, maybe 10 to 12 players. If you include G league mm -hmm. um, football is there's, there could be 40 different cards for a player, for a team. Yeah. So the, the point is that a lot of the, the players uh, like the Lamelo ball, I saw a couple of Lamelo ball auctions for some of his rookie cards, 50, $60,000 just for a out of five rookie auto. You know, it's a guy that's not even proven anything, and he's fifty thousand dollars for an auto. Yeah, those, that's a big money. You don't see that in in football. Maybe there's a Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert low numbered one of one that might go for that. But there are six or seven different players on, in basketball that will get you that much money. Yeah. Maybe I should start collecting some, buying some basketball boxes, right? <laughs> you got to find them cheap. They're expensive. Even in my store, they're expensive. Yeah. So we have some here. I have some hobbies here if you want to stop by. <laughs> I think I've seen them. <laughs> yeah, no, there, uh, there's a couple really good. Uh, the Crown Royale basketball is a really nice rip. Uh, if you really want to get something nice, Crown Royale basketball this year. Um, cards are beautiful. A lot of really nice rookies in there. Um, and there's a lot of low number, low numbered cards in there. Isn't that um, Kaboom's in there too? Uh, that's the Kaboom, yeah. That's yeah. the Kaboom one. So okay. I, I've seen a LeBron, I've seen a Luca, I've seen a bunch of different Kabooms come out of there. It's probably the best basketball box of the year, in my opinion, for the money. I mean, that's yeah. not the best one. You know, the flawless was obviously the, the top one, but um, but you know, the, if you really want to not spend more than three or four hundred dollars, that's that's where you go. So mm -hmm. that's one of the better ones, and. And in football, there's there's a couple of different ones that I like a lot. I like limited. I like the um, the 
Phoenix H2 was really a, a good buy, has a bunch of different parallels in there that are just a couple hundred dollar boxes. Um, or you can go buy the, the new box that's coming out this week. The Panini Prisms are out this Friday. And uh, we'll have them in the shop. They're probably going to be around $1,500, um, which is expensive. But it's Panini Prism. So. I'll, I'll invest in the break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably your better option. $150 a spot. So Yeah. What, what is that? Do you know what they guarantee in that $1,500 prism box? Is there one auto, two, two autos. autos? Two autos. Two autos. Um, they don't guarantee it's going to be a rookie. Um, but they do guarantee one's going to be pre, uh, a numbered rookie. Or a numbered card, not necessarily rookie. You'll get a one numbered auto and one regular auto. Okay. Um, and typically, if you've ever wanted to open the prism boxes, you know, nine times out of ten, you're opening and you're getting a – uh, you know, some guy that's not even, you know, playing. Um, it's, it's just unfortunate though that they put so many bad autos in some of those boxes because the, the, there's a lot of cards in those, in those uh, prints. So you're not likely to get it. When you do get a good auto, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. So that's, that's, the whole, that's why it's, you know, you get a Justin Herbert auto out of a 2020 box and that's a lot of money this way. This year it'll be Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and those boxes are going to, you know, it could be worth it. You know, it could be worth $300, could be worth $3,000. Yeah. So they, they, they let you off right at 1400 so 1500 <laughs> Uh Okay. So upcoming shows. Um, I know. What are you doing? I know I'm doing Mohegan. You might be doing Mohegan, right? I'm, I haven't heard yet. Okay. Still, that, still on the fence with Mohegan. I'm waiting for them to get back to me. I was on the waiting list for Mohegan. I got in them late. Yeah, I so think, I think that what, from what I heard, I think they're going to be opening up the the second half of that room. I, yeah, that's what they told. That's what they said. I got an email last week about that. And then yeah. we'll be at Springfield um, at the end of the month. Springfield, and, June 26th, the New England yeah. Card Show, and then okay. National. Uh, you're doing the Sunday in National. Sunday in Nationals. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. So yeah, um, yeah so definitely. Um, I needed people like you to help me with the uh, with getting around and and getting into some of these shows. I really appreciate all you did for us. Um, you know, you you're a great guy to know uh, and a good person, a great yeah. man. Well, and, I mean, um, you if you're successful, I'm successful, right? I mean, that's well, that's really what this hobby is. When you meet friends in yeah. this hobby, if if you can make the people around you successful, and make it, 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 the success just yeah, it's, spreads. It's you know? it's good to there's there's so many people in this hobby. You're like, I wish I never met that person because it's, and then there's people that you you're just like, oh, I can't believe we met this guy. He's been a blessing, and that's been you so far. So we really appreciate you and your support of our store and having us on today and. Um, thank you for all you do uh, and for this, the show too, to, to get the name out of there. So, yeah, absolutely. T tell the listeners where they can find you online, your website, your Instagram. Yep. So we're at ja.sports.cards. That's on Instagram, ja.sports.cards. We're uh, located. Our store is at 4133 Whitney Avenue in Hamden, right near the Hamden Cheshire line on route 10. Um, coming right down from either Southington 84 or from um, the Merritt Parkway right on Route 10, Whitney Avenue all the way up. And then um, our our website is uh, jasportscards.net, N-E-T. And um, 
that's about it, I think. Um, we can, we're here most every day. Uh, we're closed on Mondays, 11 to 6. We're open every day. Other than Sunday, we're open 12 to 5. Uh, Mondays were closed. But um, you'll either see me here or my son, my other son, Lucas. And we have a we have a good staff here. So Definitely good staff. Definitely knowledgeable. I've learned a lot just coming in. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you very much, Ken. Great. So look, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend, spread the word. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. Alan, thanks for being on today. Thank you, Ken.